0: Hi, this is Greg Grass with Chapter 1. In 1989, two brothers started a small t-shirt business to help pay their way through college. Um, Their names are John and Bert Jacobs. Well, in 1994, they developed a company, started a company, Life is Good. Now, this company has grown from zero to a multi-million dollar company, and um, from what I gather um, and talking with John and uh, Bert a few months ago about their book, Life is Good, um, they have a focus on helping children. And uh, I'm going to open the door uh, uh, or the discussion with John right now. And uh, how are you, man? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Greg. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had a good time with you and your brother a few months ago when we talked about your book, uh, which has been extremely successful. I've been uh, following it and uh, looking at the activity, all the uh, the news related to it. Um, when we talked, you guys were headed for another road trip. So I am interested on where you went, what you did, and what's going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so... Uh... We called it the "Grow the Good" tour, and um, the book was launched September one. And uh, I don't really know what a what a traditional book tour looks like, but it, the book took a very much a back seat, and uh, we set out to raise a million dollars for kids uh, by teaming our own Kids Foundation, which helps ki- helps kids overcome poverty, violence, and illness. Teaming up with other nonprofits along the way, and uh, things like Alex's Lemonade and. Uh, Trombone Shorty's Foundation, um, the St. Jude, like all kinds of um, nonprofits along the way. So that was a one of our goals, and we did raise over a million dollars. Um, another goal was to reconnect with people that have written particularly inspiring letters to us, and that's a big part of our history. And it was unpredictable by us. We we started Life Is Good to help people celebrate. You know the good in their lives and to focus on the good. We believe very much that optimism is more than um, a soft philosophy. It, it's actually a pragmatic strategy for living a happy and fulfilling life, and that's what the book's about. If that sounds academic, it's anything but that. It's, it's a lot of fun um, to deliver this message every day, but the tour, a big focus was going physically to thank um, and visit people that have written really inspiring letters to us all over the years and then i'm talking about people facing great adversity and yet these people have been able to focus on the positives on gratitude and they're shining examples of the power of optimism to us hmm.
0: Where did you travel? Where were you traveling? We uh,
1: we started out on the West Coast, and um, we I would say we upgraded from our original van that we used to sell in in 1989, <laughs> right. and we had an Airstream, and uh, it was a blast. We, we we were in Southern Cal for an event with uh, Alex's Lemonade, which I mentioned, sure. and uh, that, that helps with uh, cancer research. It's focused on children. Um, and then up to team with St. Jude's for a fundraising walk up in the San Fran area, hmm. and then we just kind of made our way back across the country to our home city of Boston over the course of uh, two months. Wow.
0: Wow. You must put yeah. quite a few miles on that uh, Airbus. <laughs> we did. We did. Wow. So, okay, so you went back to talk to real people who have written yeah. letters. So give me it, – it must have been overwhelming. It must have just – just raked your soul because you guys are, are two of the most um, optimistic um, uh, individuals I've, I've talked to you guys have a mission a focus and I'm interested on how what they said to you how how you guys your message changed their life give me a give me a case study
1: well thanks um, I, I would say uh, may, most of the communication was us. Thanking them because these these people, some of them wrote us a letter. I'm thinking of a a young woman named Lindsay Began. She wrote a letter when she was 11. She was facing terminal bone cancer. And yet, the reason we got to know her is she kept popping up in the local media around New England Hmm. with uh, Life is Good hat on. She had lost her hair. She she always had this big smile. And no matter who was interviewing her, she seemed to be cheering them up. And we were just blown away, away by her energy and her attitude. So, uh we sent her a bunch of hats, and we didn't really expect to hear from her, but she and her mother came in to thank us one day, and she just like knocked us out her her attitude in the face of incredible uh adversity and and um and fear, but she kind of put that aside and said, "You know what? before I was sick, I kind of took things for granted, and now I'm really taking every day you know i'm 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 uh not taking it for granted I'm savoring every day." And it sounded like the wisdom of you know Yoda or a ninety-year-old man, but this is this little girl, and anyone who talked to her came away with this renewed sense of appreciating the simple things in life. So this became kind of our the core of our community is these people that we rallied around. Um, Alex and Nick are a couple twin boys. Similar thing. They wrote a letter when they were ten, and uh, they were born premature and one without one leg, the other guy legally blind. And yet their letter is just all about gratitude and, and how lucky they are to be alive. And we, we try to carry this with us because all human beings have ups and downs, and you have times when you feel like frustrated or you're a victim of something. But if you look at someone like that who's facing major issues and somehow they're able to focus on the positive and it, and it powers them forward, It's a great lesson to remember, and and there was one phrase that came from a lot of these letters that has stuck with us to this day, and it's called get to, and it came from one of these letters, but really it means we can look at virtually anything in our day-to-day life and say, I have to go grocery shopping, I have to stay late for a meeting, or I get to do those things because I live in a land of abundance, or I I get to go to a meeting because I have a job. Um, And... It's it's such a simple little switch of one word. I get to do the laundry because I, or, or go grocery shopping because I have two eyes to read labels and I have legs to walk on, and um, it can really help you elevate beyond the the kind of petty things that sometimes um, clutter our minds.
0: You're killing me right now. Um, I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm a grandfather. This this is ripping me, ripping a hole in me. And and it's good. Uh, I love this feeling. Um, w- w- <laughs> I work at a library in Idaho. Okay, I don't know if we talked about that before, but um, I work with the kids. When I came to work a few years ago, I noticed they didn't have a play. Area in the library, so I created <laughs> i I bought a bunch of lumber um, and I created a little facade, a little cottage facade with a white picket fence and a little right. area for them to sit down with mom and Mom can go nurse the baby over here, and the kids can play over here and and i hadn 't picked uh, my dad was an an artist, and I painted when I was a kid i hadn 't picked up a brush in forty five years I picked up a brush, John. And as soon as I hit that wall, this 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 thing came out of me, and I created this landscape uh, of of uh, indigenous uh, or, uh, geography here, and it was really cool. Uh, the kids walked in; they said, "Holy mackerel, what is this?" I got I got two, three, four year old kids coming up to me, grabbing me every day, saying, "Greg, Greg, Greg," you know. I mean, it kills me. It 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 it. What you guys are doing is, is is spectacular because you are allowing children to grow. You're allowing children to experience life. And as you know, the older we get, the more walls, the more blocks, the more negativity we take That's in. That's right. Wouldn't it be wonderful to live like these children?
1: That's right. You know, so, so many healthy kids, they live their lives generally with their arms wide open and their embracing new opportunities. And as you mentioned, we often become more cynical and skeptical as we get older. And it's uh, part of our mission to help people retain that sense of openness and optimism. And we, we're very aware that some kids have a harder task ahead of them because of factors that are uh, not that are just out of their control, um, whether they're facing poverty or violence or um, extreme illness. And that's the where our, where our kids foundation is focused on these kids to give them an opportunity to view the world through optimistic eyes. Wow,
0: you you guys are your guys' main focus is um, stateside right now, correct?
1: Um, or are yes. you go, okay? Um, that's right. We've done some work beyond the U.S., but. Um, most of it is here, and we work directly with child care providers. The heroes that we see in the trenches every day the teachers, the counselors, um, people working at shelters. And th- these are the people that have the potential to have the most positive impact on kids. Um, initially, when we started our nonprofit, we worked directly with the kids. We felt great about it, but we realized if we went down to Mississippi after Katrina, for example, and we worked directly with kids for two months, Once we moved back to Boston, the impact uh, faded over time. But if we trained the the teachers that are going to be there for the long haul, then we can have a lot much longer um, term impact. So that's what what the format has been for a long time now for Hmm. our kids foundation. Oh
0: man! And this is the uh, the life is good playmakers.
1: Um, that is what, what is, we call these, these call. trained child care providers. Okay. The organization is called the Life is Good Kids Foundation.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Okay. And okay. we've trained over 5,000 Life is Good playmakers. Once you've been through a training, um, and this training is really to help people avoid burnout, which is very common in these positions. Oh, sure. And um, these positions are undervalued in so many ways, and it's unfortunate because these are the people, like I said, that uh, have the best chance to, other than parents, to positively impact, these kids so we try to help them retain a sense of playfulness and optimism and give them some tools to do that and support them as they as they uh continue to try to translate that to the children
0: oh that's fantastic you know john did you or your brother ever think you'd be able to touch as many people as you're touching today that's always been my my dream is to touch as many people out in that world as as I can. I do that through my work. But what about you guys?
1: Uh well, I appreciate the question. We we always feel like we're just getting started and um, you Good. know. So, yeah. <laughs> <hear>. I mean.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I don't think we had a specific number in terms of like people we'd reach or or the size of the company, et cetera, but the mission is to spread the power of optimism and one of the ways we do that is through the Kids Foundation. So those, those are the two things that are, are always in the back of our minds. Is, mm. is this next decision we're making for the business going to help us spread the message to more people and is it going to reach more kids? And that's, uh, it's really helpful to have a, a guide like that to uh, chart our course by. And we, we've never really been real excited about selling the company or going public because we've heard enough stories about the mission getting lost when that happens. So yeah. um, we we just just want to do those two things as much as
0: possible. Well, and you guys are young enough. Um, you know, I mean, it's not like you started later in life. You started pretty early in life. And, you know, we talked uh, uh, the last time about your book, Life is Good, um, about your mom, how she played a, a really important uh, part in, in uh, your both of you guys' personal growth and, and uh, moral growth
1: huge number one inspiration for the company for the brand and um, she really lived it and uh, i don 't think we really broke it down until we were grown up, but really really she framed every day of our lives in, in a positive way and we had issues like all families do. you know our dad sure. wasn 't the easiest guy. Um, and he, I think I probably told you this, but he and our mom were in a pretty bad car accident and he lost the use of his right arm and he just, he became very, uh, depressed and moody. And, um, and yet our mom was somehow able to get us focused on the good in our day. And she would ask us that question every night at the dinner table. Tell me something good that happened today. And she continuously had us. Focused on the good and we realized looking back, you know, she changed the energy in the whole house by not dwelling on things that were bugging us and or frustrating things to her. It was more like, you know, let's talk about the funny part of your day, the one highlight. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it uh, sounds like a trick, but it can work in business meetings, in life in general. We, uh, I feel like the news media, unfortunately, spends a lot of energy sharing the bad news and the murders, the fires, the disasters. We... We know those things happen, but there's a lot of good things happening, too, and uh, the more you focus on the positive, the more it grows.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, absolutely, totally. And um, getting back to moms and their playing their part in childhood development, do you, do you see uh, through the eyes of the kids that you help? Um, it must be a, 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 a wide uh, range of, um, of economic uh, um, situations, uh, single yeah. mom uh, or, you know, both moms, uh, mom and dad working, so on and so forth. And there's really no distinction through the eyes of the child because if the child doesn't feel good about themselves, if they don't have a – if you If you can instill a purpose in their lives at a young age it's harder to to get to those kids as they get older so what's the biggest challenge uh, for these children and then
1: I think you know, a lot of times it's removing the fear that uh you know a healthy kid like i said they're embracing the day when they wake up and saying what's the new adventure what's what do I get to do today mm-hmm. and kids that have faced you know domestic violence or have been part of a traumatizing event like losing their parents in a in a hurricane or something they wake up and that fear is right in front of their face every day and it's hard to move that away it's more like a survival thing how do i get through this day and that's uh that's not the most optimistic way to view life but it's not their fault so it's it's part of our mission is to uh, the fear can never completely go away, and that experience can never completely go away. But to move it to the side so that the kid can focus on opportunities instead of obstacles in their life.
0: Yeah, kids do take it all in, don't they? They do. Yeah. No matter how old they are, they you know they, they feel responsible because they don't understand. Um, right and oh man what a beautiful story Uh. all right well where are you going next come on what do you got what do you got going on next well (laughs) we got a
1: couple exciting things the the number one thing is uh, stories of optimism you know as we as I mentioned these we call them fuel stories Mm -hmm. because they've fueled the growth of our company and they remind us every day that we're not just making t-shirts and Mm -hmm. hats and other products that there's a reason we exist um that's much greater and uh so these these stories that was the most uh, emotionally compelling uh, um, part of our tour so we said we got to spread more of these stories so we're going to try to collect a thousand stories of optimism from the public and we're going to do that this spring so oh, it, it'll be user generated video content it will be written stories we will go out and film some more stories mm. and um if you get a chance, look at some of these stories on our, on our lifeisgood.com site because I, I feel like every time someone sees it, one of these stories, they feel less alone, like, you know, if they're going through something difficult in their life. Um, and so that's one thing. We're doing a, a, a What Makes Life Good art contest for kids mm. um, to help them focus on the good, and that's someone that's been cooking for years, and we're very excited to execute this this spring. Uh, but I would say the collection of the stories and the sharing of those stories is the number one thing. And if any of your listeners would like to share a personal story, it could be daily challenges or it could be something dramatic or it just could be something funny and lighter about how you choose to choose optimism, how you choose to focus on the good in your life and how that affects your life. Um, you can just write it to fuel at com, and uh, we welcome anybody to share their personal stories, because that's that's really what's fueled this, the growth of our whole company and community.
0: John, uh, listen, this has been a kick. Again, um, I want to stay in touch. I want to I want to follow you guys. I'll do everything I can at, at with as little resources as I have. But thank
1: you so much, Greg. Thanks for taking the time to uh, reach out and uh, appreciate you sounding a light on something positive. Okay, ha- have a great day.
0: Thank you very much, John.
1: Okay, bye bye.